This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church, welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And listeners, we thank you for being here. We have three favors to ask of you. And before we get to those favors, we want to make sure that you have downloaded the Village Church of Bartlett app. So, Michael, how did they do that? You go to the App Store. App Store, Done. yes. And if you have a smartphone, you already know what the App Store is. But go download it. Just type in Village Church of Bartlett. Bartlett. And uh, you can submit questions on there, listen to our podcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And be sure that you're sharing uh, this podcast with any of your friends, family members, or foes. Yep. 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 And then third, make sure that you are rating, reviewing this podcast and all our podcasts with five stars. Yeah, we love that. And uh, our audience, you may think, why? who cares? Why do they keep saying rating and review? Because the more ratings and reviews, the farther out it gets pushed it in is, the podcast world. It is so much easier to find it when you do a search. Yep. yep, big time. Yep. All right, so Pastor Michael, here's our question for today. I don't know who submitted this question, and we're going to need some clarification on this. Being a Christian, should we believe in aliens? And I'm guessing they're not talking about illegal aliens. I'm thinking they're talking about the little green guys. <laughs> the gals. green guys, yeah, right. How do you know it's guy, Tim? Did you see it? I said gals. Okay. I said gals. Okay. Yes, Good. could be gals. Um, I believe in undocumented aliens. I believe that we are aliens and strangers. I Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make this the shortest podcast ever and just uh, say no. Yeah, but we probably need to give a little more detail than just a no answer. Right. So let me let me just chat out for a while, okay? Yeah, let's just, let's talk. just have a little conversation. Um, there's a there's like this underbelly of society of conspiracy theorists, and um, I want to just talk to conspiracy theorists for a moment. Um, you're paranoid, um, <laughs> and what you don't realize is that um, more times than not, the people who are writing conspiracy theory books, magazines, articles, and blogs are cherry picking information, misrepresenting, taking them out of context. Um, I am amazed at how many people um, are putting out false news articles just because there is a profit to be made from yeah, this. Yeah, just, just selling more newspapers or selling more yep. ads or whatever it is. Yep. And, or as one of my buddies says, what most conspiracy theorists don't realize is that the person they're getting their information from is an 800-pound man sitting in his basement with Doritos and a can of Coke <laughs> just writing complete gobbledygook, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I say that because um, in the conspiracy world, and I, and I want to actually focus this now to okay. the Christian conspiracy world because I can't. Um, there are there are conspiracies about everything all the time, right? And every once in a while, some of those conspiracies maybe maybe play out. Yeah, I can't to some degree. Think. There might be an element of truth in what is being said. Right, a broken clock is right twice a day. So, yeah. like, fine. Um, but in the Christian world, there are the I call it the underbelly, the just the mafia of the Christian world are these people who are writing and taking out of context articles and authors mm. and people and stories uh, and they are making them say things that they have never actually ever said so for example um one time there was an article that i read and it was quoting a book from an author that i actually really appreciate and the quote um uh, had um words dot 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 words dot 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 so i i had the book and i went to the original references and so the first um setting of the words was on page 195 the next Um, words were on page 206. And then the words after that were on page 213, completely isolated, taken out of context, but stringed together in the article as if it was one complete thought and sentence by the author. This happens 
all the time. So yes, if you're involved I've seen it in this, as well. yeah, if you're involved in this world uh, where people are constantly writing against Christian authors and they're um, against everybody and they're secretly an atheist and they're secretly this and they're secretly a Muslim and they're secretly trying to dismantle Christianity. There is a huge profit to be made from these people. And what you need to understand is if you start actually sourcing their stuff and finding what they're really saying, most of them are flat out lying. Right. And even when you're Christian people that do these kind of things, it is just so wrong at so many different levels. Don't put words in people's mouths that they have not spoken. Do not quote someone in a wrong way. If yep. you're going to quote someone, be sure that you're quoting them accurately and fairly. And is yep. this what they really meant? Or are you just twisting what they're saying to mean something that you want it to mean? Right. And here's the deal. People might say, well, why would they do that? They're Christians. Why do prosperity preachers do what they do? They're yep. up all week on the podcast. We're just talking about prosperity just to yep. throw them in as mm-hmm. an example. Because there's money to be made. That yeah. Or a point to be made yep. that is not valid. So when we talk about aliens, uh, let's let's kind of go back to some of the foundations, um, basically any kind of life on other planets. So when smart people sent robots to Mars and they take soil samples, um, Tim, do you know how many variant life forms were found on Mars? I do not. Zero. Not yeah. even not even a little. So like if you went to the recesses of the coldest place on the planet and you dug up any soil, you would find millions of microorganisms. And that's that just correct. evidence of a planet that has life mm-hmm. even when it's freezing cold, right? Yep. You go to Mars and there's not one single ounce of any kind of life evidence in any way, shape, or form at all, which is which is interesting. And and there seems to be something that happened on planet Earth that is unique and distinct from any other planet that we are at least aware of. And uh, when we think about aliens or microorganisms or green beings with like crazy looking eyes and faces and and ETs or whatever, um, here's a good principle. Life begets life. So there has to be life at some point in order to get more life. Right. And and so if there's going to be life anywhere um, on any planet, um, it's going to come from another life. So all life on earth came from God. God breathed life into people. Okay, mm-hmm. And so if there were going to be any kind of organisms whatsoever, it would come from God. And he would have like consciously put that life there. And the reason I say that is because I want to just take out this idea that life could have evolved on another planet. That is a ridiculous thought, not just because I'm some conservative Christian uh, and and. I'll just share this here and now because we can and I'm talking. The Achilles heel of evolution is the second law of thermodynamics, which basically says all things tend towards chaos and disorder. If that is the rhythm of life, then how did a chaotic world, how did the order of life in millions of species emerge out of chaos? It's impossible without conscious sentient intervention. Anyways, Scientifically, it is impossible. Right. So – uh, God would have to be doing this. And, and again, I don't know why evolutionists um, can't see the fact that evolution literally violates a fundamental law of the universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that that is a blind spot, but it is. And that's not like some Christian thing. I'm just using, you know, your own logic against you, I guess. But so it, when we talk about aliens and life forms and whatnot, we just got to start off. And we got to say, number one, if there is going to be life, it's going to be from God because life begets life. And when we get to the biblical worldview, let's just kind of ex- extrapolate a big picture here. Humanity is the centerpiece of God's creation. Even the stars 
exist to reveal to humanity the scope and the glory of God. Right. Um, so whatever's happening in those stars, at least from what we can see from a Christian perspective, is that they exist for us to bring glory to God or to give God more glory. That's right. Um, and so the Bible is unashamedly earth centered mm -hmm. um the earth is the center of the universe it is god's because, masterpiece at, beyond man absolutely beyond mankind yep absolutely and so this is where he's primarily working um in scripture just a biblical worldview there are two worlds there's the physical world there's the spiritual world and earth again tends to tends to be the center of where god is working and where all of these forces converge um uh, a third reality of a biblical worldview is that sin um, affects everything. Um, sin affects the cosmos. Sin affects earth and trees and, and life, and everything is, is dying. We'll go back to that second law. Um, everything in the world is breaking down because of sin's effect on it. And that does that is not contained on earth. That goes all the way out to the stars. That's right. Even to the point where God, when he makes a new heaven and a new earth, um, all of the stars need to be erased as well because there's no piece of matter unaffected by, we'll say, the second law of thermodynamics. Spiritually, we'll just call it sin breaking down um, all of creation and all of matter real time. So, um, so as we look at a biblical worldview um, – if there is something out there, it's from God, it is infected and effected with, by sin, um, and it will be, we'll say, destroyed one day when God redeems everything and destroys all matter and create, remakes everything. Yes. And so it's not like God has a separate plan for a separate planet out there. Um, the same sin that affects us is going to be the same sin that affects them. So mm -hmm. what if, hypothetically, what if um, we found life? If non-moral, we'll call that non-moral life, were found, uh, it would not rock the Christian worldview. Like if God, if we found on Mars evidence of microorganisms, fine. God is free to create non-moral life, meaning non-human life, um, anywhere he wants, and that's his prerogative, and he's fine to do that. But what if we found sentient moral life? Well, There's the big question. Yeah. So I just say to them, they need to trust in Jesus. Uh, well, yeah. Jesus is the only way of salvation. Yeah. And, and here's a question. Like, would they be made in the image of God? It appears that humanity is the pinnacle, the image of God, the way God yes. created us with eyes and heads and skin and hands and feet and soul and body, all this stuff converging is the greatest picture of the image of God. So mm -hmm. part of the image also is our moral capacity, which is unique and distinct from all of creation. So the question is, if God made um, another alien sentient moral being, would they be made in the image of God? And if so, who is more and who is less? Mm. Uh, was somehow one of the versions not the best? I mean, I just there's a whole list of moral quandaries that, that come with that. Um, but historically... Um, there is zero evidence, um, hard evidence, That's right. that any kind of moral sentient beings outside of planet Earth exist. Yes. And, um, you know, people say, well, what about UFOs and abductions? And I've never been, so I can't speak to it. <laughs> but, or maybe I have. Um, but here's what I can say. Um, these experiences historically are new within the last 50 to 100 years. That's right. Uh, they have not been a part of pop culture for the last millennia. Um, something has happened around, we'll just say, our pop Western culture that put this idea into people's heads. And mm -hmm. now, because they have the idea, they're filtering some weird experiences through this. I don't know why there are not, you know, well, I do know why there are not historic 
experiences with this because I just don't <laughs> think it's real. Yeah, um, I don't either. Yeah. So, and, and, and I'm not interested in arguing with somebody who says, you don't understand. I was abducted by, by aliens. I can't prove it. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's one of those things that is impossible to talk about. But if for some reason I was abducted by aliens and I got to meet them and talk to them and go on their little spaceship and they did all kinds of tests on me. If that happened to me, I don't think it would still rock my Christian worldview. I would probably be convinced it was some kind of demonic something. That's what I would say as well. Some kind of demonic activity there. Yeah. You know, and yeah. So some people have said, um, what about in Genesis, you have the Nephilim, right? The Nephilim were these giants, the sons of God and the sons of men made it. It appears maybe that some kind of demonic forces made love to humans and created these giants. I'm just going to go on the record and say I have no flipping idea what that means. Do you? Mm. I mean, if you have an it, opinion, it, Tim, it, I'd be it's happy a stretch. to. It's a stretch to take those verses and apply those to aliens. Right. And something that's already confusing and then to apply it to this. Well, yeah. if they can do that, can't they do this? And I, I don't know. Here's what I do know. God restricts demons. Mm-hmm. And it appears that whatever demonic influence happened in Genesis 6, that God took those demons and put them in prison or spiritual prison, spiritual yes. hell, um, that there was such a massive uh, toying with humanity that he said nevermore and mm-hmm. shuts That's them right. up. So like, clearly God has profound restrictions on what demons are and are not able to do. And uh, so the question is, would God allow demons to do this even if even if they could? And I I just don't sense that he would because we don't sense that he ever has. That's right. Um, and so um, a lot of these are arguments from silence. I get that. But but that's where you get the conspiracy theories right. from, from silence. But, you know, silence is a frustrating thing because I could say uh, – somebody could say, um, I believe there are 14-legged dogs with the head of a centipede. And I can say, I, that's ridiculous. That's impossible. Well, that's an argument from silence. How do you know? Yeah, I mean, God could, right. couldn't he? And I'm like, okay, God, there's a lot of things God could do. And the argument from silence mm-hmm. can get crazy. And that's where I feel like the discussion on aliens borders on this like frustrating. I, I don't want to say crazy because I know that's not respectful. Um, it just feels out of bounds uh, to me. It feels like something that is not even plausible um, or realistic or historically has even happened. So. Yeah, and to believe in aliens and to believe in the conspiracy theories that it, that the alien believers want to promote, you have to completely discount and reevaluate what Genesis 1, 2, and 3 is all about. Yep, which is earth-centered. Yeah, that's right. That, like it's God's, all about earth and about yep. man being God's greatest piece of creation. Yep, and and that that is what I think is most important. When we get to the biblical worldview, God made all of the world and he focused on earth and this is where he's working. Mm-hmm. There is zero evidence biblically that he's doing something beyond this. Everything beyond this exists to display his glory, power, and majesty. That's right. So I feel like we're on the same page. Uh, if are. an alien abducts me, I commit to having a podcast where I tell <laughs> everyone about it. Um, yeah. So that helps. We and will I, be committing you. <laughs> I know you probably would be. And I ho- I'm not trying to sound sarcastic. No, I'm not. You know, like I understand I can be kind of goofy and sometimes, but uh but it's just one of those subjects that we gotta not spend too much time on mm-hmm. uh, because it can distract us from what we know that we know that we know. And what we know is what is clearly explained in Scripture. Preach. Amen. 
Thank you listeners for being with us today. Please join us next time when we answer the question, why are there different names for God? God.